to our podcast, Go Ahead Mama. I'm Danielle. And I'm Kate. And we're exploring the weirdness and awesomeness of motherhood, one story at a time. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Go Ahead Mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Go Ahead Mama, where we dig into the sides of parenting that freak us out. It is your lovely host, Danielle and Kate. Hi. <laughs> and we're just talking about everything. This is so exciting, Kate. We're back again talking about friendships and figuring out how we maintain them and how they even exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is a tricky one. Mm. That whole bringing human life into the world thing tends to take up quite a bit of your time and mental space. Yeah, and I uh, want to forewarn everyone that I'm a little pissy today, so my my tone might not be so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But, but Let's yeah. dig into that. Dig in, dig in. Uh, so we figured we'd start out with uh, our own kind of friendship origin story, which is we went to school together. So we've known each other for, oh, geez, about five Ooh. or six years now. Oh, wow. Wow. It's almost wow. like anniversary time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you flowers. You're going to love them. I um, accept white chocolate. <laughs> so, so we've been friends for a while now and kind of spent the, like, wrapped up our 20s and started out our 30s with all of the, like, career stuff and like getting our lives together and romance uh and all all of that and then basically um within a couple months danielle moved across the ocean and away from me just a little and then yeah just a little just a little and then we both found out we were pregnant and then we both totally freaked out (laughs) Uh, <laughs> together. <laughs> together. So it's been, uh, about a, wow, a year and a half now of lots of conversations about, Hey, um, would you mind getting on FaceTime or Skype <laughs> for a minute? Just no reason. Everything's under control. Just, just like, I just, you know, love the sound of your voice. <laughs> Um, and that is the origin of this podcast. <laughs> Can I just say though, <laughs> there were so many of those FaceTime conversations. Where just like, yep. I just kind of want to talk. <laughs> no reason. No reason. I am not having a very specific freak out right now that I need your brain to pour into your brain. That's well, got nothing to do with it. Well, okay, so that's the crazy thing, right? Because friendships are important and they're necessary. But it just seems like they're just being defined differently. So help me out, Kate. Like, how are you defining them before baby? So so for me, before baby, my especially... Especially my lady crew in Washington, D.C., where Danielle and I met, um, was really important. Like, they were my family. I kind of moved to D.C. and felt really lost. And I feel like I 
got my life together. And in a lot of ways, I have all the things I love now because I had these amazing women around me there. And we lived in the same neighborhood. We'd go get coffee all the time. We'd stay out late drinking. We would share our terrible ideas and like cover our embarrassing life choices together. Uh, And it was just kind of constant contact with like, you know, a few core women and then like a larger social group. And Danielle and I both moved away at not, you know, not too long not too far apart. And now I'm on the West Coast in San Francisco. And that kind of closeness and constant connection is just not possible like it used to be. Like, I just don't see friends face to face. You know, I'm lucky if I see someone once a week. So it's been a transition. It's still transitioning. Um, and it's really hard. I don't know. Danielle, how have you been been dealing with that particular issue. (sighs) I'm only (laughs) laughing because I just want to be honest with with my friend Kate and everyone that's listening that I'm a pretty shitty friend when it comes to certain things. Like, I am a really good long-distance friend. So when I was in in D.C., like, people like Kate would ensure that we saw each other. (laughs) And Kate. So it was kind of like, I need to see this person. But even that was still every four months or so, you know, and it was hard to maintain it then just because I was so focused on like getting ahead, which clearly is a reoccurring topic for me. But I have always kind of had a small group of people. So, but they were never in the same city for me. So I didn't feel the same way. I guess, I guess what I'm thinking through is that I needed people, but there were very specific people. It wasn't geographic for me. Like some of my friends were in the West Coast. Some of my friends are, in, you know, in the South. Um, my family was always pretty far away. And my family has always been kind of like the core part of my friend community. So when I say I'm like a crappy friend, it's just that it's hard to articulate sometimes what I needed. So, for example, when I picked up and moved... I didn't necessarily tell my friends that I was moving. I kind of, you know, (laughs) decided that I should go. And I didn't really want to hear what anyone had to say, so I just left. (laughs) But but once I got on the plane, I told everyone (laughs) I was leaving. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) So so I guess I'm always there for people, but it's always been hard for me. And I think this is the point I'm trying to make. It's been hard for me to accept that people could be there for for me. I'm always there for others, but it's hard for me to accept the love sometimes. Um, So I think I'm actually a better friend now because I have to rely on people. And and it's a very select group of people that I rely on, like me. But those, I, I almost am forced into saying I need. I needed that time with you, Kate. You know, I needed that FaceTime before I'd probably be like, oh, well, Kate's busy and, you know, she's probably hanging out. And no, I don't care anymore. Now I'm just like, I need the time because <laughs> I'm going to flip my brain in half if I don't talk to somebody and I need to talk to my core group. So I think it's just that I'm more clear about what my needs are from my friends, which I guess inevitably kind of makes you a better friend. When That's you really... 
Yeah, that's really interesting and reminds me of kind of our conversation last week where, um, you know, when you have a kid, you are forced to make this turning point where you're like, all right, what are the things I really don't want in my life anymore? And the other half of that is what are the things that I really need? Like, what are the things I need to make sure that I keep um, or I will be totally screwed uh, and I think you're right that that kind of like a, a core set of people are really important. Um, yeah, I've been in better, I've been in much better contact with my family um, and with friends. I think, I think you're right. I am in great contact with kind of a core few friends. Um but it's been a hard transition for me to get away from like this larger, larger, like just kind of swimming in the pool of friendship mm-hmm. that I used to have rather than like trying to actively seek out, you know, seek out human interaction. <laughs> that has been good for you and me. Um, <laughs> and that has been very good for us. It's been great for us. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Kate's out here missing all of her friends. I'm like, I've got Kate. This is great. (laughs) But so this makes me think about, because we'll get in later on into like how, what we're doing to maintain friendships and things like that. But I think it's only fair since our listening community would probably be moms or moms to be or people with children in their lives. Like what type of things do you need from your friends now? That's a good question. That's a tough one. Um, I think one thing that's been very hard for me, and here's here's where we get we get uh, we get very, you know, traumatic. Oh, um, is warning! Kate's like, about to get deep. Kate is about <laughs> to get deep. Warning. Um, is that like I just like the things that I'm sad and upset about, or the things that I find really hard and anxiety-inducing, are really different from what some of my other friends are going through right now. You know, we're not, we're, we're still the same people. And I still think we fundamentally have most things in common, but, um, you know, I, I think some of the things like hormonal changes and feeling like I need to spend more, you know, I have this person, this family at home that I want to spend a huge chunk of my time with, um, and also feeling like, you know, my, my identity in the workplace is a little changed. They're all stuff that, like, I, I feel like I just can't talk to a lot of my friends about in the same way. Like, we can still find common space, but it's not that, like, brain meld that we used to have where it's like, oh, my God, we're the same person. Let's just have some whiskey and then we'll lie on the floor. Um, Like, not only can we not just have a whiskey and lie on the floor because we're on opposite coasts, but, like, the underlying brain meld is not there. I miss that. I miss having like that. Like, I just want to put my face on your face and then we'll become (laughs) one human. And then I know that I am fundamentally not alone in my insanity. No, Kate. So this, this makes perfect sense. I mean, I don't, I don't know 
if everyone's going to get it. Like some of the people that, like you say, they used to have the brain melt and it happens for some of my friends now where I can be on the wavelength and then the wavelength extends. Like they start talking about something that just doesn't seem as important for just a millisecond too long. And I start shutting down. So I'm in this land of like still wanting to maintain and be a good friend, but sometimes there's like a time limit around it and just, just kind of like yeah. my attention span for it, for some of the stuff that even I would talk about for ages. Like it would be like, he didn't call me. Oh, <laughs> I didn't like <clears throat> my boss is a jerk. And I'm just kind of like, I get it. And I'm, I'm there for, but it's just like my attention stands for it. My attention span for it is just so reduced. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that changed is like the free time I have or the yeah. flexible time I have is so greatly reduced. Um, like there's just not two hours in a normal day where I can just talk to anyone about anything. Which, which is why I'm so honored that we're doing this together. <laughs> But so, okay, here's, here's something to make you laugh. I thought about the three types of friends that I have right now. So there's (laughs) the ever present, which is a good type of friend. And that's the friend that has always kind of been there. No matter how I try to get rid of the person, like they're always in your life. Then there's the, where'd you come from? Like, then there are these people that popped up in my life and I'm just like, I was not expecting you to like be the ride or die, understanding where I'm coming yeah. from. You were not supposed to be the person that got it. And then there's the disappearing act. And I'm not going to linger on that one too much, but it does make me sad because they're the friends that I really expected to be there through this process. And for one reason or another, just have not been able to step up to the plate and kind of like give me the support that I needed from them as a friend. So those yeah. are like the three, the, when I think of the, the friends that I have, like they all fall into one of those three for me at least. Yeah. I, I feel like I have similar categories. My, my tweak on the like disappearing act is more of people that I just like almost preemptively shut out. Where so, I'm like, so you yeah, are the magician. You said I am. Bye-bye. I am. The, I'm my own disappearing act because it's just, um, and it probably isn't fair to them. But there are definitely friends who, you know, love you. We spent some good times in our twenties together. Like, you, I can't. I can't deal. Like, there's going to be 14 stories about, like. <laughs> Your, that are repetitions of things that we've already gone through <laughs> for every five minutes that I talk about my life. And it's just a time management issue. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't have time. I don't have time to talk to like my core core friends more than like maybe once a week, maybe. So I just like, I just don't have time for bullshit. <laughs> I don't have time for bullshit. It's been like kind of a, an an editing process in some ways. Actually, I think that mostly happened like before I even got pregnant. Mm. Like I was already working on that process. Like this was just the chopping block. Yeah, this was this was just like the finally like uh yeah, you know, I moved across the country and I have a kid. Like we we can't get coffee once every year and a half. 
like we used to. <laughs> I still like you. Like, I'm still glad we are on each other's social media. That In is awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come to the Bay. Like, stop by. Say hi. Have lunch, but um, that's about it. But it so so it sounds like we're both saying that there's a clarity that needs to happen in your life at some point. So this, you know, it's it's great that it's happening for us because we have we're you know we now have our little ones. But the reality is is that this is really stuff that should be happening other times. Like your friends, and I think that's always the thing. Like the word friend is stretched so far, and it means like this person that can give you a like on social media and that is now your friend. And, and I think what we're saying here is that, no, actually there are these people that really understand the essence of who I am and what I'm going through. And they're the person and they're the people that get the term friend attached to their name. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's the important distinction is like, if you don't have kids yet, Start building that scaffolding because <laughs> guess what? Having children, that's not the time to make new friends. And it's not the time to make new friends, but it's also very lonely if you don't have those people that you can say, hey, I just want to FaceTime because I want to. And that other person gets that it's not you're just wasting their time is that you need something and you might not be able to articulate it yet. That synergy and that kind of connectivity that people have that's not something i mean for like i said there are the people that i categorize as like where'd you come from so yeah there are those one or two people that kind of get it and they sync with you but like you said like you need to build that structure in at some point if you're if you just have a bunch of kind of like airy relationships it's not going to provide you the support you need you know what though i do want to take a moment in praise of the non-bestie like the person let me hear this yeah so the person like i i had got very lucky in that when i was pregnant i like had a couple of you know of friends of friends and then a couple of women i didn't know as well but like were in my social circle who got pregnant at the same time and to be honest like at this point we're not in a lot of contact like I moved across the country. We email every once in a while. Like, we see each other's kids on our photo streams and on social media. And I, like... But I still have so much affection for those women. And I'm so glad we could be there for each other when we did live down the street. Like, I don't consider that a loss at all. And I don't think you have to feel like if you haven't got the time to, like, put all this energy into a relationship and like make that person like a part of your family forever (laughs) that's a yeah exactly like there's there's a place for in between two that's different you know like in your 20s maybe that's the person you just see at parties and like after two drinks you like love this person and you're like oh my god we should hang out all the time like (laughs) Those people not do not really have a role in my life anymore. But there is a really important role for people who, like, frankly, largely people, other people who have kids, where, like, we don't have time in our lives. They don't have time in their lives. It's perfect. Like, you can still have that human connection and, like, get something that you both really need out of it That that is friendship. 
but where you don't need to be like talking to each other constantly or like telling them about like your weird family dynamics. <laughs> like you need different people with different roles. Like that seems to be another core, like really key thing to the friendship roster is like, you need non-best friends. Like, well, like that, I, we need each other, but we need also non-besties. Think about this too. And this, and, the, and, I, and I, okay, first of all, wait, wait, let me give a hand clap for the non-besties. <laughs> In <laughs> praise of non-besties. Good job, non-bestie. I'd also like to add in the the people that kind of are in your immediate circle, so or in your immediate location. So for us, and I and I'm not sure how you feel about this, Kate, but for me, I moved around a lot after I left home for college. Yeah, and it wasn't always conducive to have my best friend in Florida, my best friend in D.C., like in the same room. I mean, not even in the same room, but in the city with me. So now that I moved here, what I realized is that there are all these other women that I met that were pregnant at the same time, just kind of like you, that really provided me with support. But they're also my constant kind of human interaction, that physical interaction of like I can actually see and, and you know, touch that person's arm and cry with that person in that moment if I need to, that I might not be able to have with, you know, say if Kate's unavailable for that one off time because there's a six to eight hour time difference between us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, whoo, that one's really <laughs> important and really tough. I'm struggling with that one at the moment. Um, no, we need to get I you know, some friends in the location. Um, yeah, the, you know, the, the thing is like, I have great friends here, but you know, I have a handful of friends I had before, you know, before I moved out here, before I had a baby. Um, and we're all really busy. We all travel a ton. We all got other stuff going on. And, um, you know, it does get lonely. Like, I have lots of people that I really like. I love my coworkers now. Like, I have great neighbors. But there's a lot to be said to having a person down the street where you can be like, I need to get coffee and tell you about some weird stuff that's going on in my brain and it's going to be uncomfortable for you and take up some of your time. And they're like, I'm ready. I'm on it. I've got weird stuff in my brain too. We are Go. now taking applications for that friend for Kate. <laughs> if you are in the Bay Area with a little one, we would I'll, like Yeah, exactly. We got, we've got a one-mile radius I can provide you <laughs> offline. But, got a Google Doc open. Okay. Background checks. So we, we don't want to make it sound like we, we... I mean, I think we've been honest about what we've been... What, how we define friendship and what we need out of a friendship. But how do you feel like your friends are dealing with you? Oh, that's... That's a can of can of beans there. <laughs> well, um, let's, let's try to get that can of beans. <laughs> so you know what? I think maybe at some point it would be interesting to get sound bites from our friends. Oh, because yeah, <laughs> that would that would clear up a lot. Um, I think so. I would say the top five tough things for them are probably obviously number one. I'm not available. Like. 
I'm on the West Coast. By the time Artie, my kiddo, goes to sleep, it's like 11 o'clock their time. I don't wake up until they're already at work. Weekends are tough because I'm trying to spend time with my family, like lack of availability. Two, um, you know, I'm working all the time, so I don't have fun stories. Mm. Like my fun stories are like, I already vomited and he had eaten a lot of blueberries. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> and it was blue vomit. Yay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I totally had to throw away that rug. <laughs> so tell me about that fun time you had with our other friends. Um, yeah. And three is like, I, oh God, I don't have five. That's really it. <laughs> you got it. Well, well okay. So then I'll That's try to flip. too. That's a, that's an awesome two. That's an awesome two. My, I think my strong, how my friends are dealing with me. I think for some of them, they like the very succinct, despite what it might sound like on this podcast. I'm very straight to the point now. There's no like room for the fluff. So when they're asking me my opinion, they're really eager to get it for some of them because they know that it's just going to be to the point. They know that there's no BSing because I, like we keep saying, the time is limited, uh. so I want to get to the point. Like, no flower stuff here. With that said, there's the flip side to that, which is it's almost like when you're with someone, like you, the thing you love about them is the thing you hate about them. Sometimes I can be a little bit insensitive. And I have to just monitor the fact that, okay, like if I genuinely don't have the time to really be emotionally connected to this topic, I need to be Mm. respectful of my friend to not have that conversation until I have the time to be emotionally connected. And that's where I, as a friend, need to be more responsible. You know, some things I've heard from other people um, is that I haven't changed as a person that much. That's been a positive. And I think the same thing applies to you. I think we're talking more about time restrictions, but as people, and that's why we're doing this, right? Like we are holding on to the Danielle and the Kate that we once were and that we still are. Yeah. So that's been a plus. That's true. I think a lot of my problems come from like, just from moving, you know, it's, I'm hitting the six month part of moving cross country. And I, I'd been in DC for almost 10 years Um, but you know, I think that's, that's the main thing for me is that starting over is, is hard all the time and starting over with friendships when you are in your thirties and have a kid is exactly as difficult as you'd imagine. Well, but that's the perfect, that's the perfect transition to the other point that I know we wanted to make, which was. How are, what are we actually doing to maintain these friendships? So we can't just sit here and be like, I'm busy or I have a kid. <laughs> People have had kids for generations, right? Like we're not new. And, and then they're alone. <laughs> Is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Then you just like never talk to another human again. It's, it's great. Well, since we're trying to be better than that, <laughs> what, I mean, I, okay, so I'll start because I, I actually don't have a solution, but I do make time where, so going back to this making time thing, I, I set time aside. So if I know Dowdy's in, in bed after, you know, 6.30 our time PM, I'll try to connect with people like you. Weekends are rough because I'm trying to spend time with us as a family, but 
if it means when she's napping, I'm taking a, you know, taking the time to kind of give someone a phone call. Also, just being respectful that I can't talk every day, but I can talk substantively with, you know, the few people that I do love and care for as friends, you know, once a month at least. And and just trying to be proactive about setting that time. And I think that the friends that, especially the, the ever-present friends, the ones that I'm talking about, they have been so understanding. Um, just being very aware that the time that I'm giving them isn't just like, oh, I have nothing else doing, you know, like they've been very appreciative, which has been encouraging because then I'm like, okay, like I know it's not as much time as I used to give, but at least you know that, at least I know that you appreciate it. And that makes me feel good about my, my ability to be your friend. Sometimes we need that validation. So that's what I'm trying to do. It's, I mean, I guess that's not so unique and special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a big thing for me has been trying to to kind of manage expectations and also just give both my friends and myself a break. Mm. Like, you know, if if I have made it a goal for us to talk to each other, one, like that's my goal. <laughs> I I haven't shared it with anyone else. So like if <laughs> That requires two people. It might not be achieved. Better communication. Um, and and two, like, if it doesn't happen, it's fine. Like, we have other stuff going on in our life. We have, like, years of, of contact and, like, close friendship backing that up. Like, this stuff isn't going to disappear, you know? And on bummer days when I've had like a crappy day at work and, um, I'm just kind of feeling down. It's easy to extend that into like, Oh, well, like I had to, to cancel this phone call with Phoebe or like, or Mary had to work late and like, well, I guess that's how, I guess that's what's happening. We're never speaking to each other again. And I have to tone it down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like one tool I've really, that's really been helpful is like treat it like respecting the text. Mm. Like we will just text the hell out of each other. Cause you don't need to have like a set amount of time. You can be in line to get coffee and like, just have a moment where you remember that like we both exist we both live in the world. We're both still like funny and weird and kind of nuts. And <laughs> that's, I think, what's been like totally keeping me sane during this transition period. Texting. I just, love it. Well, so Kate, that's so, I want to just clarify because before like I start getting hate mail about like, you're just a superwoman making time for your friends. Actually, when I said talk to my friends... <laughs> Let's just clarify. There was a mix of FaceTime slash WhatsApp slash iMessage slash oh, yeah. email. Oh, like, technology is the best. <laughs> there are a lot I, of different formats going on there. <laughs> I will say that email has not been as helpful because I can remember like I can remember a day in the distant past where like I had, you know, my friends and I, we would send each other like long emails and regularly just be like, here's stories of my life in written formats. <laughs> and now like nobody has, nobody has time for that. The only time I send long emails to friends is when I'm like, I 
am sitting in a room full of people and I feel like I'm going to just jump on the table and scream if I don't put this somewhere. And like, I just expect them not to respond. Like, that's what I expect. Like, that's just for me. That's not even communication. Wait. Okay, so we just need to talk really quickly about this expectation thing. Because I think that's actually what saved these core friendships. Like, the expectation... Oh, okay. Expectation is maybe not the exact word, but I think it's more like respecting, like you said, respecting that the friendship is deeper than the missed phone call. The expectation for me to meet, to pick up every phone call is false. And that's unrealistic. But the fact that you can believe and expect that I care and love and appreciate you as my friend, that can be expected of me. And I think if people can, like, balance the fact that the missed phone call does not equate lack of love, we're all in a better place. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just the benefit of the doubt. Like, I, I'm hoping that my friends are, are giving me the benefit of the doubt. I think they are. And I am certainly giving others the benefit of the doubt very consciously. Like, you know, it's easy, it's easy to interpret misconnections or like just the, the tough practicalities of life as signaling some kind of scary or disconnection. And it's just not, at least in my, my year of experience in parenting, it's just not true like every time i've been deeply worried that somebody is actively pulling away from me because it's just too much to deal with like they come back a week later and they're like oh, i have this project at work <laughs> and i feel like an idiot you're like wait so you weren't drafting a pink slip on our french <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought you were working on like an elaborate interpretive dance to tell me how much you hated me oh my god that shit takes time and planning (laughs) it would be understandable (laughs) but i have gotten exactly exactly zero interpretive dances of uh of distrust and loathing we need to also put it out there that if you are trying to break up with kate Please, please give her an interpretive dance. Please. It's the least you can do. Basic respect. Well, clearly this has been hilarious for us. But we're, again, going to talk to some other um, awesome people about how they're maintaining friends. Maybe if we're lucky, we can coerce one of our friends to talk about how they're dealing with us. Um, But... Either way, as always, it's awesome chatting with Kate, but I have strict orders that I need to do this properly. (laughs) All right. So that was great talking about our friendships. I feel better about it. I hope my friends and Kate's friends forgive us for being crazy, Um, but we love friends and we want to make more. So if you can follow us on Twitter at GoHeadMama or on Tumblr at goheadmama.tumblr.com and we're also on Facebook. Uh, Drop us a note. We would love to hear from you if you've got things that you're freaking out about as a new parent or if you've got wisdom for us for the future because we're pretty new at this gig. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Until next time, go be great, mama. Yay!